0: What's up guys? Welcome into College Tribunal Uncensored, our third, third episode. Um, I don't know what that means. It's not like a big anniversary episode or anything like that, but three is a cool number. It's a magic number, uh, in, in some circles. Um I'm Chris Marlar. I am joined by my good friend Tyler Huck. Tyler, how are you, man?
1: Well, I still got the mustache rocking strong fresh off the golf course first thing you answered with well it's because when i look into the to the zoom it's just there and it's feels good it's almost like i I look at it too long i I feel like i need to shave it off actually but it looks good for now
0: okay so i was just gonna say how you're doing it's just like usually like yeah good and we just move on but it was good to to get an update on your on your facial hair um it isn't (laughs) i mean Like You just look more and more like a cop. Like You look a lot. I'm not just saying this to be funny. You look a lot like a young John Chavis. Oh, that's
1: good, I guess. I was thinking Ted Lasso to to be relevant, but... That's
0: probably better than John Chavis. I probably should have gone with that.
1: (laughs) How are things for you, man?
0: Fantastic. Fun little Sunday over here. Um, Very productive. I don't want to get into what happened today because it's just like, it's going to make me sound like an old person or like Will Ferrell and old school. Like, Went to bed, bath and beyond. I don't know if I will have enough time. It was that kind of day. Like we just Uh, did a bunch of shit around the house. So none of that matters. Uh, What does matter is that uh, this is the last episode that we are going to have for cultural uncensored. That will be in the Saturday down South podcast feed. We are branching off on our own. Um, Obviously uh, if if you have not heard yet, we have split off into two podcasts Something we've been working on the off season. Um, Just kind of growing the brand, growing ourselves, all that kind of stuff. So um, I will be doing this podcast with Tyler Huck. You can still listen to the SDS podcast. encourage you to do so. But make sure you go subscribe, like, leave a review, whatever. But definitely subscribe and go follow College Triple Uncensored because it will be in its own feed moving forward. Is that everything? Yes. Do not
1: forget. Yeah. Go subscribe. We will be on a different feed altogether from the SDS
0: podcast feed. So go do yeah. that now. Somebody, You know somebody in the Facebook group is going to be like, yeah. What happened to the the pod? Where'd it go? I'm, I'm gonna lose it. Um. So don't be that person. Don't be that person. And we have a bunch of new stickers coming in for for cultural uncensored as well. They were True. supposed to be here. Um. It was I think last Wednesday, but they'll be here in March. <laughs> hey, look, so,
1: USPS is just killing it these days.
0: You know what's amazing is when I ordered them, they actually said you can upgrade to next day shipping for one dollar, or I'm sorry, for twenty dollars. It was one day, and I'm like looking at them like okay. And, like, I'm still in that COVID, like, part where, like, of life where you don't really know what date it is, like, let alone what date. And I look at the date and it said, like, February, like, 16th. And I was like, that is four days ago. What is happening right now? (laughs) So, they did not. I paid extra because I figured it was, like, a future thing. They didn't do it.
1: Weird times in the uh, post-service world. So, anyways, uh, let's get into it here. Uh, How about... I want to talk about Desmond Watson here from
0: Florida, for sure. Like we, we should enter this by saying good news for college football fans. Um, (laughs) Spring practice started at Florida, which is awesome. It like it is closed to the public. Uh, They're not going to do a spring game, but at least we have football again, you know, it's like a month and a half after the season ended they're the first team in the sec to start spring practice. They might be the first team overall to start spring practice. I'm not sure, but (laughs) there's a lot of storylines I'm sure. Right. Like, Dan Mullen came out. Um, I think Cannell asked me this on radio last week about like, what do you think about what Dan Mullen said about the NFL? I had no idea what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> so, but but they started practice on Friday, and obviously you have a new quarterback. You're replacing a lot of talent. The person who stole the show, Desmond Washington. <laughs> Desmond Washington showed up as a true freshman.
1: Well, is it? Let's first off, let's get his name right. It's Desmond Watson. Okay. Watson. Dang it, my bad. Future All Pro, I'm sure. My favorite thing about his 247 uh I guess profile here is that he's a large wide-hipped body.
0: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> he came in, he showed up at 432 pounds. Good lord. 432. <laughs> there's know, not a there's not a,
1: can... <laughs> there's not a position on the field that that can play at 432.
0: Well, I wouldn't say that because the kid actually <laughs> didn't look that bad. He was able to move pretty well. Um he he like, this is I hate when people do this but like he doesn't look 432. <laughs> like, he's he's like an athletic 432. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks 400. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean. he, like he's just like, I hate, this is like what I hate most about when, when like football, like analysts, especially like guys in the draft will break down somebody and they're like, not an ounce of fat on him. It's like a, like a six, seven, 360 pound lineman. And I'm like, sir, there's absolutely is an ounce of, there's multiple. Many there's ounces. There's so many, many ounces, ounces of fat on him um but yeah so he he weighed in at 432 why this was amazing to me was uh, one i remember when i was a kid there was a, a lineman that came into georgia tech who was like 6'9 or 6'10 370 and my dad was i think
1: that was, was like, their punter
0: oh that, that was this year yeah, last year like i was 5'9 370 <laughs> but um i remember my dad saying he's like i think that guy's gonna be the first 400 pound player in college football <laughs> and here we are desmond watson because hey, like people show up to to camp overweight but not like i that's not okay right
1: (laughs) that's like you've been sitting on the couch watching reruns of ozark for six straight weeks eating funyuns overweight
0: well i mean again i don't think that's what he was doing i don't don't think he showed up to camp i hate to say this like i don't think he showed up to camp like totally out of shape and like couldn't do anything but he is a massive massive human being regardless um Go ahead. Well, so, you
1: know, his high school scouting report, uh, which was done in July of last year, I'm just going to give you one guess. And I don't think you're going to have to strain your brain too hard here, but they gave a comparison to a NFL player God. slash former standout college player. Now think about well, his Cody. size. There it was,
0: that's exactly it's, right. It's like, I fat, feel like that's, fat Julian Edelman. This is like, this, this is the is, laziest <laughs> take ever. It's like, yeah. Yeah I mean well but I get I get why like what how tall is he again?
1: So coming out of high school, six five, three eighty, obviously now put on a few pounds. I doubt he's grown that much. So six five. I mean that's that's okay. tall, but I mean
0: Yeah, that's not I mean six five. Like, <laughs> like if you would have said like he's six one or something like that, I'd be like, oh good. Um I mean so six five, that's better, that's fine. Um, I'm not gonna judge him based off of that. I, again we've heard this before, like players showing up and they're like, I mean, there's been players at Georgia like Lyman that have showed up and and they're they're already big, huge people. Like the Mount Cody thing obviously stands out. Cause I remember when Mount Cody signed, he was like six five and he was three ninety. And they were like, by all means, he's four hundred and ten pounds. Like he, he's like huge. Four thirty two, like the numbers when I saw it, I was like, What? And that's that a freshman be... Yeah. So that kid's the, uh, 18 years old. When he gets in the weight room, dude, like, we, I tell you what, he's gonna put some good weight on him. He might get up to 5'16", five seven. He's a he's a squat max. He's a, <laughs> absolutely like he's a high school squat max, is what he is.
1: All right, well, Desmond Watson, we'll see <laughs> what he hey look, look, maybe we're we fast forward to the fall. We're doing a pod, it's it's mid-October, and this guy's uh in all SEC freshman. I mean, again, Early he year. looks
0: pretty good. He, like, he really does. I, I, what comes with this, though, is one, we're going to do a quick segment here on our favorite fat athletes of all time. And then two, it is some of my least favorite, like, cliches and jargon of, of like, the, the football and sports world is, like, again, not an ounce of fat on them. Um, baby weight, when somebody loses their baby weight, like, this is, like, <laughs> like multiple babies. Um, but then, but the other one I hate the most is when somebody's like, dude, look at this this is video he's he's a lineman he's six four or he's like six 370 and he's dunking a basketball how impressive is that i'm like he's six six to six eight like not that impressive like he's no. standing and touching the rim could i dunk absolutely not no but I only i'm also 112 pounds so that's fine <laughs> yeah. um favorite fat athletes you start
1: i feel like we got to skip the obvious answer of the pillsbury throw boy
0: Oh, it's good. Yeah. He passed you know, last year though. The hefty he lefty. I know.
1: RIP. Uh so all right, I'll start and I'll I'll, I'll leave him out of this. I was going to go with just Sebastian Janikowski. C. bass.
0: He's <laughs> a kicker. Yeah. I mean,
1: this guy they called him the Polish powder keg because he's a lefty kicker. He kicked the ball 70 yards, but he was the fattest guy on the team. Yeah. I guess you really don't have to be an athlete. It's kind of like John Daly running out there. It's like, I mean, really all you're doing is swinging your leg. I don't think you're really trying to break any records running the 40. But Sebastian right. Janikowski is like the ideal male body when it comes to the NFL. It's like, really? Has this guy put in one like lick He's of effort like, into like, doing anything?
0: I mean, well, it, it, to be fair, to, to be clear, this is not a, a segment where we're fat shaming. These are like our favorite players that come for this because oh. – like, like Desmond Watson, I, the first thing I thought of, I was like, please, God, put him in, in like some sort of formation on the goal line, like not as a fullback, oh, yeah. you know, they don't have a fullback in, in Mullen's offense, but like put him in the wildcat for the love of God. Um, <laughs> they do now. That happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I, I like that one with Janikowski. It's, it's a, like an oldie, but a goodie there. Yep. Um, Prince Fielder is the one that comes to mind for me.
1: Oh, Yeah. Love that swing. Have you seen the the videos of his son? By the way, I think his son's like in high school, which is unbelievable to me.
0: He was two years, he graduated two years before us in 2002. (laughs) I I I remember when he was being, when he was like a high school senior being recruited, because you started hearing these stories about him. He was 5'11, 275. (laughs) He ran a 6'8", 60, which is like in baseball, you run the 60. Like 6'6 is considered like elite. I ran a six six nine, no big deal. Soccer cleats, <laughs> right. so it didn't count. Um, but he ran a six eight, and I remember hearing these stories about him. It's like, yeah, he's like not like your typical first baseman. He's almost three hundred pounds, but he he hit his first home run at Tiger Stadium, like old Tiger Stadium, when he was twelve years old in the upper deck.
1: Well, his son, so I'm looking this up now, is sixteen years old, so he is our age, uh, Prince. Not obviously his son. Uh, he's thirty six, a little bit older than me. 16 year old son, he has the exact same swing as his dad. If you, gotta, if, you, if you guys are listening, go check this out. Google it. Prince Fielder's son mashes just like Cecil, just like Prince, but the exact same swing. Okay, I love the other that. The
0: reason I like Prince um, is because Prince hates Cecil. So um, there's that. But no, but with the, the thing about Prince Fielder is, again, he's not just big, but he was fast. And the most impressive part about weighing 280 pounds and being a professional athlete, he was a vegetarian. Like what, I, how, what vegetarian do you know that's in that, that amount of shape? So I drink a lot of milk, so I don't even know. Is that a thing? Can you drink milk if you a vegetarian? <laughs> uh, I don't
1: know. Uh, I was going to go with Eddie Lacey, just to shout out to you. Because <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got really fat when he's like, uh, but I'll go with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, look, this guy, Ooh. he's not exactly in the best of shape um and as he his career good. continues on um he continues to get in the shape that kind of fits his whole thing which yeah. is just more just getting more into the fat category um <laughs> but hell i mean look he's put up what how many supers how many super bowls has he won one two. or two yeah i mean look I if you're that know. fat running around quarterback i mean this guy's neck's thicker than mind like you're
0: that fat like he's again, definitely got not... sleep
1: apnea i mean with <laughs> thick neck
0: i mean is he gonna have a, a terrible case of gout absolutely but right now <laughs> right now the his stock is very high still i mean it's not i think they actually might be letting go um okay so i'm trying to think here phil kessel is the nhl player <laughs> i i saw this was like like i googled this right i googled i gotta, like, hey, I gotta like, google like, it now favorite fat athletes right and and there's like a, like tons of lists it's pretty pretty awesome um oh and we, he so he's, he's listed at six feet 202 that was like my peak body right was in, in like what it, but the only thing that's impressive about that is like hockey is so fucking hard from like, like the fact that they're skating forwards and backwards um on ice for like it, it is the it seems like it's the most physically exhausting like professional sport imaginable and i know that people are going to hate on that because of football obviously but like hockey seems like you have to be in incredible shape
1: so i'm six two on a good day ladies holla at me uh and i am battling to get to 203 202 okay. battling i'm on i'm not on the pelly four you, days a week
0: no one asked but can you can you ice skate You'd be like the fattest ballerina ever, like uh, Tanya Larding. If you like, that's what we're talking about right now.
1: I feel like I feel like six foot two oh two is really not
0: that bad. No, that again, that was when I was in my peak. Well, I was like one ninety at my peak, but like the two oh two. I mean, I, I don't. Whatever. That seems like a like a kind of rude from the NHL and uh, Bleacher Report I put that in there. Um, I, the other one I have is like this. Is just getting into how impressive. uh, what do you call it? Um, like players from the NFL draft were Makai Benton or Makai Beckton? Oh. 364 ran a five one flat 40. How does that
1: I just that confuses me?
0: Yeah. How's that possible? No clue. Like I and he's at like he's that was last year. And I think we're getting we're seeing better athletes now as like, you know, like the years go on, because you see um Tristan Wirfs, which is the Wurfs last name ever, just Wurfs. Ooh, that's um, what he did there! Yeah, but he—he he was like he jumped out of a pool. I don't even know who gets the idea. Like, all right, listen, see the pool you're in, jump out of it. Like, oh, wow! Like, there's—I can't imagine what I would look like trying to do that. But like, you've seen it as like each year, each combine that the NFL combine goes by. Like linemen are getting in better and better shape, becoming better and better athletes. I remember last year there was a video Bama posted in the summer of Evan Neal who came in at out of high school at six seven three seventy, And he was doing box jumps, but they were like split squat jumps where he would like jump up and then split his legs out. And he would land like in like a runner position with like on like, uh, you know, padded boxes in front and back. And it was like, I don't know, like a 30, 36 inch jump or something. It was crazy. I'm going to
1: give a shout out to Tristan Wirfs, because when we did our segment on the NFL draft props, one of them was how many cats do we see on screen? And we were trying to identify (laughs) without really knowing much about any of the candidates. Yeah. Who could possibly fit a cat guy? I said Justin Herbert. I said Justin Herbert. To be fair. Tristan Wirfs was solely a candidate because I thought he was like he was from Iowa. So I thought he was like a white lacrosse player. And and I was like, that seems like a
0: fit for a cat guy. Yeah, Tristan well, is a is a pretty strong name like that.
1: Little did I know he'd be like the best right tackle in the league as a, as a uh, rookie. So good. So yeah. um, Albert Haynesworth is another one. That guy was an absolute monster of a man. I don't know how he's so athletic he's a
0: monster of a person um, yeah. as well. I also, so I just wanted like everyone to be clear when we did this again, it's supposed to be favorite athletes, like people we get pleasure out of watching play sports. And you named Ben Roethlisberger who peed on a girl and then Albert Hainsworth who like stomped a dude out in college and, and other stuff. So I just want to point that because I'm a better person. Um, oh, favorite okay.
1: athletes. You said favorite fat people. So that was <laughs> <laughs> so
0: different. La- last two I'm going to throw out here. Cause this is like, this is again, reading from the list. Um, somebody wrote down Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn looks like every fucking seventh grade science teacher you ever had. It's like, hey, guys, welcome in. Yeah, I'm going to put on a clinic out here. Um, and it's like the one of the best hitters, maybe the best hitter post Ted Williams that ever lived, um, which is outstanding and ridiculous at the same time. Somebody they, they added Babe Ruth. You guys know how I feel about Babe Ruth. We'll get into it some other time. John Daly. I didn't put John Daly on here because I don't think he's like an athlete athlete. He's a, a hell of a golfer. But here's some stats for you. That are most impressive. And it's not his 305.3 yard driving average uh, currently. Wait, what? Yeah. So that's Well, I don't know when this is made, actually. Because um, Bartolo Colon is also on here. This could have been like 2000. It's from 2016. So it's not current. Um, but here's, here's another stat line for you for John Daly. According to USA Today, the sizable golfer smokes 40 cigarettes a day and drinks <laughs> roughly 10 to 12 cans of Coke, down from 26 to 28. Come on. He goes, it's Diet Coke, which is like, I'm not going to uh, get it for Diet Coke. But, like, John, no, I think 26 you should. to 28? <laughs> yeah.
1: Also has an um, ex-wife named Paulette, which seems yeah. to fit. Uh,
0: and last but not least, Kirby's smart. And, and Kirby's not even that fat, but I just want to point out how good of an athlete Kirby still is, getting down the sidelines on stuff. Um, it, 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 Kids still got it. I'll just say it. All right, let's move on. Let's move on from this. Um, some actual news that happened this week: uh, UCF. This happened, of course, like a day or two after we recorded last week. Um, keeping the tradition, uh, keep the tradition alive, I guess. So Central Florida reached out and signed Gus Malzahn to be their next head coach in Orlando. Um, it was so. I want to get your thoughts on that in general. But also the day itself was one of my, it was like one of my favorite days so far of the off season for sure. But like, it was the perfect day for somebody in my job, which is social media a lot of times. Because the, what was happening at this press conference was unbelievable and just beautiful at the same time. So he got knighted for one. Come on. They, <laughs> he, got, like, he got knighted by the fucking mascot. So it's like, that is the most Chuck E. Cheese shit imaginable like that that is like go on uh, stage us man i want you to sing with us like billy passed the third grade but <laughs> like, what like oh, what, what? why theory. is the night it's so ridiculous and then they gave him a jersey <laughs> they gave him it's like you know if you're a professional like athlete like baseball does this all the time you get a new jersey go to the press yeah. conference put it on mm-hmm. they gave malzahn a jersey and it wasn't like like hey we got this from the store it, it is a legit jersey it had like the <laughs> fucking, like, shoulder pads stuff like um like a what do you call it uh you know like like the what's it damn it what's it called what on the shoulder around the shoulder pads yeah it's not like hanging loose like like all the jerseys from the 90s it doesn't matter but they gave him like (laughs) a legit jersey with number nine on it which i I hope he wears on the fucking sidelines and just ditches the the sweater vest but then somebody asked him a question and this was what like really stole the show they gus could not have looked happier because he still got like 13 million from auburn like, <laughs> and according
1: to anyone else but the guy that you're about to talk about, has like the easiest. Who who in Orlando is like attacking the UCF coach for well, they're going? Out, they're
0: out of control. <laughs> no, they, they, they their fan base is like I'll, I'll give them credit. They are some of the most rabid and and like into it and fanatical. Like, listen, they are a lot like SEC fans. They really are because they are irrational. They never use logic and reason. They hang on to one season that happened. Not recently it happened like four to five years ago. And they always, they have like, they ha, they beat Bama in like 2000 or something like that. They, they really? beat Auburn. To, yeah. Yes.
1: I remember when they beat Auburn national championship game for them.
0: So they'll bring all <laughs> of that up repeatedly. You'll never hear about the LSU game um, the following year when they, they uh, broke their, their winning streak, but the fan base is there's a lot of them. They're, they're, They really are fanatical and they're into it and and good for them. I can't tell you, it's it's like a lesser version of all Twitter when you get like on on actual social media with them because they will absolutely lose their minds about any slights you have against their program. And so I think that's where this comment was coming from. This this writer from Orlando, um, he said something along the lines of, and we definitely should have looked up the quote like real professionals, but we didn't. Um, So he said something along the lines of, are you aware of the God dang it. What was the exact yeah, like
1: pretty much like, are you going to be ready for the like 24 seven rabid fan base being very critical of you? And it's like, uh, yeah, bro. I just coached at Auburn where, yeah, you know, I'm in the sec and I have to face Alabama every year. And, you know, people are not satisfied with a nine and three campaign. Like, yes, right. I, I think I'll be okay in the G5 coaching for UCF going up against Western Kentucky every year and blowing them out by 70. I right. think I'll be okay.
0: So, and like, he's a good coach. He's a really underrated coach. Dude, they upgraded.
1: I've saw the Tennessee fans, uh, but I mean, yeah,
0: they upgraded from Hypo to me. That, that seems like an upgrade. I, especially I do think that, like Michael Wayne Bratton, one of our coworkers, at CS, he brought this up. I thought it was a really good point. Um, it, it could it could be a good hire for UCF, and and be an, even a better hire. If they got a better coach, whatever. But could also still be the fact that that wasn't the right guy for Tennessee because I don't think he was the right guy for Tennessee. Um, I, and I think that going to UCF, he'll have a, you know he'll have a blast there. Um, and, and the question again was was something along the lines of like are you are you aware of it wasn't like the powder keg like you said earlier. That's just in my head, but like. Oh, the, he said, "Are you aware? Or are you ready for the pressure cooker that comes with like this job?" And he kind of laughed for a second because it's like, "Yeah, he just yeah, left, not, yeah, being in state in the SEC." First off, his mm-hmm. cross divisional rival is Georgia, and then he, on top of that, he did play and be in the same state as Nick Saban, and he beat him three times more than any other coach.
1: That's why. So I've talked to a lot of Auburn fans about Malzahn, and they're like, oh, "Thank God we got rid of him." And I, I get it to an extent—you kind of run your course, but it's like. He's the only coach I know of that consistently actually got the better of Saban. Yeah. And and you know the 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 common excuses the guy can't develop a quarterback and I get it but he also turned a DB into a guy that took them to the national championship games. Arguably
0: he was at his best.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean granted they they got lucky in a few of those games uh, as you may recall. Um, <laughs> but i mean, still like, I feel like he wasn't that bad at, at QB development. I mean, no. maybe not the best in the country, but I mean, this seems like a home run higher for UCF to me.
0: I completely agree. Uh, you know, I, I think that when you look at going into last season, I remember looking at like all the different uh, coaching records of sec coaches and it, they did it against top 10, top 25 and, and, um, in the, in the sec, he was in the top five of, of like in every single category. And he was in the top four of several. And, you know, I understand his struggles. This is not a a guy that I think even with a gimmicky offense where you're going to have a ceiling over your program, like that's, that's always what I said about Paul Johnson or like running a triple option. Um, Because sure. Like you're going to, you're going to jump up and bite somebody once a year because it's hard to prepare for a gimmicky offense. Like on, you know, whether it's like a short week or just coming off a big game or whatever, Gus doesn't have that gimmicky of an offense anymore, really. I mean, like he does no. a lot of like motion stuff like that, but what you're seeing now in college football in general and the way play callers are – and like go watch any Bama game from last year and, and the the kind of motion – they had somebody in motion on every single play and it was something Sarkeesian was trying to do. Yeah, go watch the NFL. Not, yeah, it, it looks not yeah. dissimilar from what – like when, it, when he first came out on the scene, like as the OC in 2009, I hated, hated playing games against Gus Malzahn because it was like it, – it's like you couldn't catch your breath. Like – Nope. There's constantly, he, he just keeps his foot on the gas. There's constantly somebody in motion. You gotta, you gotta be aware and be accountable for like so many different players on the field. The question I have with him going to UCF is not whether he'll have success. I think he'll have success. Will he be able to develop an, a, an elite or even just a good quarterback? Because that's the one thing he hasn't been able to do while at Auburn. You brought Nick Marshall, who was a transfer and was mm-hmm. you know, a DB, but like he's never been able to take even like Bo Nix was a five-star and, and, and been able to develop a guy. And that's like one thing we know UCF has a great offense, but they always have, it seems like this elite quarterback that's putting up almost how Boise was mm-hmm. with Kellen. Um, what do you call it? Moore.
1: Kellen,
0: Kellen Moore. Moore. I almost said Kellen Moore. I think it's was Kellen Moore, but like, <laughs> But they always had a guy that was, you know, able to run that offense, run that system, and then it probably isn't Kellen Moore, is
1: it? Yeah, and I was just thinking <laughs> those that guy's name, Kellen, something. Um,
0: but regardless, <laughs> I, that'll be my biggest question. Can he de- develop? Because he already has a good one in Dylan Gabriel. So what do you think? Yep.
1: No, I think it will be fine. I mean, look, it, it, who's your toughest competition, you know, in that league? Memphis is good. But, I mean, yeah. the, the thing that I love about the UCF job, it it's – and this is, I'm not trying to make anybody laugh here. It's probably one of the best jobs that you can have in the country because there's zero pressure, no matter what that right. reporter said. And you're getting a lot of these three, maybe four-star guys from Florida, which yeah. is one of the most talent-rich states in the country that maybe aren't good enough to play at Alabama or Clemson or Georgia or even Florida State, Florida, but are really good because they are they play football in 6A region in florida yeah and and they have a's played have a lot of big florida games yeah, seven A's, eight days i don't know there's so many days now <laughs> but uh I, I think he'll be really good i think he'll get them into a new year's bowl at some point um mm-hmm. and I, I really do think ucf upgraded and it's not the slight hype i just i think malzahn's a good coach and i know a lot of people don't agree with me but that's yeah. what i think so yeah i, I think it's good also hire. the
0: the thing with Malzon i think we're gonna see initially as well because his offense is not predicated off throwing the ball and again, that's what UCF has been able to do really well. They've, they've had a good offense regardless. And I'm sure, you know, their running backs have also put up good numbers. Not like what they would do with, with Malzon I think what you're going to see is like a back to basics. Like what he what we first saw with him when he was at Auburn as the OC and head coach, where you're going to get a lot of running backs, like, like putting up big, big, big numbers. And I, I really think that the biggest thing we talk about, he can recruit. He can definitely recruit, which is like, yeah, you're, you're probably not going to sign like you might get a, a five-star once every couple of years possibly maybe, i don't know maybe, but you'll definitely yeah. be able to get them in the transfer portal mm-hmm. and, and you'll also be able to have like we talked about before like in in that area like we, with dan mullen's like inefficiencies with recruiting you look in your backyard there's five and four stars everywhere and you can get high three stars because it's hard to evaluate that much talent in the state anyway so there's tons of three-star talent as well
1: well part of it, it might be our next segment here is that recruiting has changed a little bit with the pandemic and that you know, there's been a recruiting dead period for basically a year. So right. there's a lot of these three-star star kids that aren't, you know, they, they haven't been able to to travel anywhere to go look at schools. And so right. where they may have gone to a, a maybe been like a lower tier player for a power five school, um, they're not even getting looked at because they haven't been evaluated or anything. Right. Because these ki- these coaches can't get on the road. So UCF and, and teams like that, could basically luck into getting a really good player or three or four and turn into success very quickly. So, um, you know, we'll see. And, 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 you know, we'll get into the, to the recruiting thing in a minute, but, um, I think Malzahn will do really well. So I, you know, I don't know how familiar you are. Do you follow recruiting a lot? I mean, outside of like knowing. Yeah. So
0: (laughs) I think that, um, uh, well, like, you brought up, like, like I, the news this week that came out was NCAA is extending the dead period till May 31st? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I follow recruiting. I, I, I'll i just, you know what, I'll just say it. I don't understand what the dead period is, so explain <laughs> it to me, because I asked you this off air, and you yep. said, I'll talk, to, I'll talk about it on the podcast, which was yep. deja vu for me. But, yeah, go ahead.
1: So the dead period basically means that kids aren't allowed to come to a school paid for by the school and they're not allowed to when they go on campus they're not allowed to visit the coaches or anything like that it's on their own accord Uh the coaches aren't allowed to be involved the coaches also are not allowed to get on the road and and visit kids at their school so basically for the for the better part of a year none of these coaches or recruits have have been able to see each other in person you can recruit on zoom but you can't get out and see a, a, a campus. And we talked about this in one of our last episodes where you're going to have an entire recruiting class 2021 of kids that have never, or for a large majority of them, have never been to the campus that they committed right. to. So the transfer portal is going to be out of control next year. Um, but I, I just, to me, I wanted to bring it up Let's on the a podcast. There. Yeah, Let's thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, want, I, wanted to, I want to bring it up on the podcast because... To me, it's ridiculous. I mean, you're letting, as the NCAA, you're you're allowing you allowed fans in the stands for games last year, and this fall you plan on at for as long as we can keep progressing, maybe full stadiums, but you won't let kids come to a to a, a campus and walk around with a coach. I mean, right. I, I, to me, I, it doesn't make any sense. It, it not only hurts, obviously, the programs and the coaches, which is secondary to the fact that you're hurting the kids. These kids can't get on campus and make a decision for the, re- you know, the rest of their lives. And right. so I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, we've all been doing it for a year. You can wear a mask when you go on campus. You can make things safe. You can socially distance. I just really don't understand why the NCAA continually screws things up yeah, consistently. Yeah, that, and
0: that's more of the focus here because we don't want to get into a COVID thing and, and yeah. all the different opinions that come with that. And none of us are scientists at all. Um, so so I, I get it to like a, from a standpoint because it really is hard to, you know, keep up with how uh, people feel differently about it. It affects people so differently as well. Like, even if you get it and and it's hard to keep up with that many people of like, all right, who have you been around? Like, what? Like, so trying to right. manage that on such a big scale is obviously a very difficult thing to do. The problem is, it's in NCAA, so they fuck up everything they ever touch. And, yeah. it's, and it's like rarely... This might be like, and this is just from a surface level standpoint, right? The optics of it. This, this might be like the only time it seems like they're actually trying to do something positive for the student athlete. Cause usually it's just like, whatever they do makes no sense. It's it's like you would sit here and think like, okay, what, what is, what is the last thing you should do in this situation? Or what's the one thing we don't want you to do? And it's like, let's think it out here. And before you can like, even like, like rattle off answers that they've already done it. Like what, the, how, like, how did you make... That of all the decisions, that's the one you went with. Um, so, yeah, like I, I don't really understand that. I guess, from, you know,
1: from what I've heard and, and you know, rumors are everywhere, obviously, but it's actually been a lot of these smaller schools that have fought for this because yeah, they're running huge deficits. Yeah. I mean, the, these, these colleges have been killed by the pandemic when it comes to revenue and mm. they can't afford to fly kids out on an all expenses paid official right. visit. And so they're like, let's just push it off. But what it's really doing is it's helping the, the the schools that are the elite of the elite right now. So Mm -hmm. you talk Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio state. It's like, if you can't visit campuses and you're an elite recruit and you're getting recruited by everybody, well, I I know what I've got here in Alabama, for example. Um, And so it, it, it hurts the teams that may be trying to have a little bit of a come up and, and get right. into that next year because they can't get kids on campus to actually recruit them and say, Hey, look, you know, here's where you, here's where you would live. Here's how you come sit with us in the film room. Let, right. Let's, you know, it just, it's tough, well, but. And it, they might've
0: done, they might've done like the proactive thing to to solve part of that problem, which is, if you're if you're allowed to transfer and have immediate eligibility at least once that because you're gonna have a a, a huge influx and, and surplus of kids in the transfer portal like from this mm-hmm. they, like on top of what we already have. And so maybe that is at least some positive that they that they did from this. The other part of it for me is you talk about like not being able to afford some of these, you know, like some of these like smaller schools and I, I wonder the lasting impact that that COVID in 2020 is going to have on some of these like smaller schools and these mid majors and stuff like that for such a, like for how long is it going to affect those programs? Because we talked about this last year, you get a program like Kent state, Kent state was supposed to play Kentucky, Alabama and Penn state last year. Right. That's
1: that's what the money
0: that they make for the entire year, it it was $5 million. They would have gotten from those three games alone, 5 million total. And that was going to, that was, that was basically one sixth of their, their overall athletic department budget, which was $30 million. So, that's a huge amount of money. If you don't, you don't have a bunch of boosters. I'm assuming I not mean, be like one, like, is there like a fucking Warren Buffett at Kent state? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, like he just runs everything. Love like, the zips. You know, that, that's the move that you think about. If I ever get rich, I'm going to go to like the smallest school imaginable. Like, you know what? Listen, everything is named after me. Like absolutely <laughs> everything is named after me. And I mean, we yes,
1: renamed you know, the Dean. He's got <laughs> my name now.
0: Quarterback's name is Chris Marler. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's anything like that. So I wonder how long it'll, it'll affect people like that. Um, we were going to get into the transfer portal. I feel like we've talked about too much serious stuff already though. That's true. Should we just no. hop on to something else like Tebow retiring a long day of golf? So yeah, let's, let's talk about that for a second. I do want to go around real quick um, with some college ball news and notes. Uh, I only put this in here, honestly, because I thought we weren't going to talk about college football <laughs> as much despite the name of the show, just because that's been our brand so far for the first two episodes, but around college football, two of my favorite things I saw this week. Um, So there's still games being played. FCS teams are playing Jackson state had their first game, uh, which that is, uh, if that sounds familiar. It's at HBCU uh, in Mississippi, and it is uh, home now to their head coach of Deion Sanders, which is awesome. Yes. Yes. They had their their first game. um, They won. And there was some issue beforehand. I don't want to speak on this too much because I definitely (laughs) didn't read the whole story. I just was very caught off guard. Um, Somebody like raided the locker room and stole a bunch of shit from the players. It was not Nick Marshall. Um, It says, Deion Sanders' belongings were stolen from the locker room during their first game, which is the best time. Like
1: they were, it was like during the middle of the game. Someone just went in there. It was like, uh, yeah.
0: It says, (laughs) so I love, I love to see. So um, somebody said there was a miscommunication. What was happening with Deion Sanders stuff. When he came in the presser, he thought it was stolen. And, and, but member of the JSU staff had it secured. It was the first game at the stadium, the first for JSU at home since 2019. It was a hectic week. This is from Steven Gather on Twitter. Um, and then he, Dion or coach prime on Twitter uh, comment, like quote tweeted it. And he wrote, "Nah." first off, that's his first word. No, nah. Nah, it was stolen, but they got it back. It was stolen out of my personal bag in my office. And my assistant caught the gentleman in the process of stealing it, but she was alone. No miscommunication, my man at all. Imagine if but, you're in the Jackson State media and you've already fucked up after one game with, with Dion, not great.
1: I, I, I'm really interested to see what happens with Dion down there. Um, I mean, they won 53 to 0. Yeah. yeah, they played Edward Waters. Have you ever heard of Edward Waters before?
0: Edward Waters is a great man. Edward Waters was. Well,
1: that's a uh, college. So. <laughs> It was, it's not the one Edward person. Edward Waters
0: is probably what we we're just talking about. It probably used to be called like Purnell University or something like that. And Edward Waters like, no, fuck that, man. I made 160 grand last month. Uh, you're gonna name it. You're gonna name this. You're gonna name this after me. Like, how like how much money do you have to be the biggest booster at at Edward Waters College? It's got to be like in the. It's three digits tops, right? Like nobody's given a thousand dollars besides Edward Waters himself.
1: All right. You convince <laughs> me. over it. No, I'm looking you- up Edward Waters. It's in Jacksonville. I, had, I mean, look, I've got family in Florida. I went to school in Florida. Never heard of this. It is Jacksonville. It is a a, a private college in Jacksonville, Florida. Edward Waters. Okay.
0: So here's what you need to do. And Congrats. Man, I know we've only had three episodes. Um, <laughs> you said like, talking shit about Edward Waters. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, <laughs> dude, on your university or whatever. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. I know we're a very young and, and new podcast and we don't have that um, big of a following even. Hey, yet or, hell
1: of a thing by us starting a new podcast in an off season. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's so, awesome.
0: Just so different from every other white person I know, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll say this in the off season, you're right, but here's, here's what we should do. Like the goal, I was going to say we should go on trips and I want to do all this like interactive stuff with the audience. What we should do is just get a GoFundMe going and pick out a school that we can become the biggest booster for and name some shit after us. And then we could make up whatever the name would be hell yeah huh. i'm them um, anyway.
1: next year boys let's go let's get
0: it <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah that's like on the the grand scheme of things we end up infiltrating the school becoming the athletic department and they will sign a game like that and just keep the money and never fucking show up it's, it's perfect um all right there's there's six former players from the sec uh on that jackson state team so it'll be something that's, that's fun to, to keep up with uh other things fun to keep up with this week just stories from around um so stories from around college football as i'll say that in air quotes just because of the state of what college ball is right now and fcs games only so college ball home which is a it's a really fun and they're they're good guys um to follow on twitter they they posted this the other day and it was like this is the most i don't even know if this is fcs it might be division two i don't even want to tell you the name of the school because i know you're just going to shit on it like you just did with Edward waters but um so faulkner <laughs> faulkner university or university i'm sure it's not university of faulkner um this was they had a game this weekend and they're starting I think it's quarterback, made that, that's not the I, name faulkner's not even that that's not even that edward waters is a lot less believable than faulkner like, <laughs> there's a lot less um there's a life university in our fucking state dude what are like <laughs> what should we name it life life faulkner. yeah um anyway so there's like faulkner university the starting quarterback didn't know if he was going to make it to the game in time. This is the most Disney Channel, like Hallmark Channel shit you've ever heard in your life.
1: This is what happens yeah. when you have spring football.
0: <laughs> he didn't know if he was going to make it to the game in time because he had his brother's wedding to go to. It's like, I I mean, into his defense, good for him. Yeah, no um, fall weddings, no fall weddings. Yeah, That was my first response too. And then I was like, Wait, well, I guess he did do the right thing because it wasn't yeah. in the fall, but still like, what are we... Um, I just thought that was hilarious and it seems like a storyline you would see in a shitty movie that, like like we would see when we were kids that I can't miss my brother's wedding because like the girl I love is there and I gotta tell her for the first time or something stupid and people it's like plot the plot of the entire movie game, the whole movie yeah. and then he just goes and shows up at like halftime he, he plays in this tux like <laughs> I, the most like the most unbelievable part for me and it's probably just because I'm old now is like how the hell you don't drive from a wedding like doing the cupid shuffle and shit and then then go to your game. Like, are you going to stretch? Because if you don't stretch, like I-, I can barely move in the morning without stretching now.
1: Hey, don't sleep on the Cupid Shuffle as a, as a form of workout, all right?
0: Definitely. What <laughs> are you talking about? Yeah, Definitely he's... Definitely sleep on that. That song sucks. <laughs> he's,
1: <laughs> he's primed. He's primed for the game after the Cupid Shuffle.
0: There you go. Um, all right. So that's what's going on around college football. Uh, other news... <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on.
1: The Falker <laughs> QB. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Edward Waters. Yes.
0: On our list of four topics that we've gotten through today, that was right. That was that was on there as one of the. That you know what? Listen, I'll, I'll say it right now. For this week, you're doing you're doing a Mount Rushmore of college football topics for this week. The Falker quarterback and his wedding shit was definitely on that list. Um, yeah. Other news that I, I guess I don't see eye to eye with people on this that much. Tim Tebow retired from baseball, which I is the right thing to do and was the right thing to do years ago um this was he's i think 32 now he he was he was invited to spring training from the mets um listen i love tim tebow it's a guy we've interviewed before uh i made him laugh because i didn't know how to say deuteronomy damn it oh wow Um, don't. don't tell my mom but he he retired from baseball um and i guess i i didn't realize that people were still excited as as much as they were about tim tebow in, in like an athletic situation. I would like, if he was playing in the XFL last year, I I would have watched that a thousand percent baseball. I mean, he was able to do some things and it's impressive that he was able to hit home runs in a minor league baseball setting and like professional baseball setting after not playing since high school. And he was also homeschooled. So that's like, I'm not hating on him as a athlete or he's probably a better baseball player than I was taking up a roster spot in minor league baseball, it just seems so egregious to me for so long, because that, that is like one of the most difficult and cutthroat, um, I was about to say industries, but you know what I mean? Like, like, like professions to be in, especially now with COVID, because there's, there's been so many other teams that have been in leagues that have been on hold and, and less and less players, but you rarely see a major league baseball scout or, or teams take a player over the age of 23, like ever so the fact that he was picked up and still getting these opportunities was was kind of frustrating for me at least
1: what is it about tebow specifically is it because I mean obviously he won the Heisman <laughs> he was a he was a really good athlete and he did a lot of good things in Florida but I mean there's been a lot of other Heisman winners that haven't gone on to do much that people just forget about but with tebow it's like this whole thing again he hit 223. Over a span of three years, which, look, I'm not saying I, I, I'm not saying I could go out and hit 226, but I mean the guy is supposed to be a stellar athlete. I would think he could run into a few over time. Um, but 226 but, is
0: not bad for somebody that hasn't played baseball since high school. I will, I will say that it's not good enough to get what some of the things that he was being given.
1: Though. Right, but I just wanted to take the time to to let you know that I am retiring from golf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're, you played golf. <laughs> this afternoon so i, yeah, I know you're yeah. lying what's the difference i'm making a comeback <laughs> yeah. go out to whatever golf course yeah. you're in with a 45 year job next time no i mean like one i'm even more offended that you just said you could probably run into a few um and hit 226 because like 226 is not as bad as i thought um to be honest it really wasn't that bad i think what people love about tebow is he is a guy that really transcended the game of college football he was Really, really good. I mean, really, really good. He was. He I think was. the best quarterback at at I think he's, I think he's the best college quarterback in the history of college football, in my opinion. I understand like what the season Joe Burrow had, I, I, Cam Newton's year, Manziel. There's there's other players that are even better pros. And we've seen that, like, obviously. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that I've never seen a guy that was that good of a, a quarterback in that system as Tim Tebow. And it really was at the start of this whole spread offense that we now are so accustomed to. And it's like the norm. Mm-hmm. So it was something new and he's such a good guy and he's a white, has a great haircut. And that's why, like, I think like the majority <laughs> people in America are drawn to that. It's, it's almost yeah. like good haircuts. Not... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think that there's like, that's not a, I don't need to get into like race or anything like that or, or social um, norms and stuff like that. But I think it's something that we would, he lined ourselves if it wasn't prominent, it. I think, yeah. in like a society and with, with athletes, especially when you see like somebody that's like got a great smile. It's a good, clean cut kid. He never, like, he never, he never had sex. He just got married at like 31. He, he circumcised a kid on spring break. I almost <laughs> circumcised myself and it was not on purpose on spring break. Okay. So like, <laughs> I, I don't think we, we live different lives. Obviously I, I think he's, he's just a guy that you're know, like, He's not immune from people criticizing him and people hated him in college. Like, don't forget that there was a lot of people that loved him.
1: Remember I'm when, really when able... the LSU fans had the cell phone number?
0: They did that to a lot of people, yes. <laughs> that was and funny. he actually talked shit back to him. It was like, <laughs> uh, which is it seemed like so, so, uh, different from how he usually is. But
1: well, I feel like he was just the guy that, like, it, you love to hate on him because it was like, oh, this nerd, like, he's yeah never had sex blah blah blah. you know you try to you try to, to find stuff <laughs> yeah you know I, I probably did uh but it's like it's at the end of the day you can talk as much shit as you want and he would still beat you on the field yeah absolute monster of an athlete one of the best players to ever come through college football uh so a yard
0: there's not a, a besides yeah. cam newton there's not a player i've ever watched it's like there's no there's no way they can stop this guy and, and like yeah the nerd thing is funny. You're a Florida State guy, so like, what was your well, thought of? Well, that,
1: that was the thing is like, you tried to, you had to find something off the field to try to make fun of him for, and like, he was right. like, certainly, pretty much an angel off the field too. So there's like, yeah, nothing that you could really hate him for. So you just tried to pick at things that were like very minuscule and didn't mean right. anything to try to make fun of him. So it's like, oh, he's a nerd. Okay, cool. Okay, so he just beat Florida State like seventy to four. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like
0: tough
1: uh, day for y'all yeah 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 so so no he's he an all-timer and honestly you know hated him at the time when he was on the field but it's pretty much hard to hate him now you know he's a yeah. good dude and so uh hey happy I, retirement I to shirt. you tim
0: yeah like I, for real and you know i you don't think i'll be going that it. far
1: but uh yeah yeah i so. i had
0: a i had a shirt after bama beat them in 2009 because because like one i yeah i'm sure i i said like things like that i wouldn't say now or you know, like hated on him just from like a fan standpoint because he was so effing good. Like, like we didn't even think he was a bad thrower in college, or if that if that was a thing that people were talking about, I don't remember it because I just thought he was the best quarterback I'd ever seen. And maybe it was the way he were scheming people open, or the town he had around him. I don't know. Like, I don't remember him being that inaccurate when he was in in college. Mm. Um, but like when Bama beat him, I remember buying his shirt and it was like the outline of him crying, and in like it had like the eye black strips because he'd always put like the yeah. Bible verse in it, and it said. Bama 32-13, which is the score. Tebow cried for our sense. And I love that shirt so much. And and now I'm looking at it I'm like that's oh, I can't believe who I was as a person then. But yeah, like a very successful guy. And I, I always say this to you like, we're a nation of haters. Like, we it's so easy to hate on people and root for people to fail for some reason. I, I don't like people do that with Johnny Manzel this weekend and or last weekend when in his fan-controlled football thing. And <laughs> which is like, I don't know. How big that Edward Waters probably started that fucking league, I'm assuming. Desmond Regardless, Watson's gonna
1: be in the league soon.
0: Desmond des- des- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think I honestly I think Desmond Watson's gonna be good. He probably um, will. anyway. That's enough. I, I of of you know, that's the whole story from Tebow. Um, congrats on retiring. And I think baseball did the
1: uh, look. I wish I could retire off. at 32. That'd be awesome. I'm yeah, for, well, 34,
0: yeah, and I'm true. not not close. You could just be homeless, I think. <laughs> Um, all right. So let's get the fourth and wrong. We'll close with this. And then Tyler's an uncensored moment of the week. Uh, but each and every week we ask you guys to send us, I, I don't. I didn't know I was going to have to be this specific, but like just stop sending us questions about poop. It um, yeah, is getting like, weird. Tyler set off air and he's like, why, why is there so much poop talk in this group? And I said, I, this has never been a thing. I don't know why it's a thing all of a sudden. Um, so regardless, here are the questions from this week. You can go ahead and start Tyler. All
1: right. So I'm, I'm going through these here, and it and the first one that caught my mind was, caught so Jonathan Mason said, watched Ted Lasso the other day, and the topic of relegation came up. For example, Vanderbilt would get relegated to a lower conference or division for underperforming, and Memphis would take their place if they perform well. Do y'all think such a system could work with sports in America? I think it's perfect for college football. It would really? be, the logistics of it. Would be tough, but I'm so sick of these like bottom tier conference teams just being such a layup that it's almost like it's like a, it's like an off week for some of these teams. It's like, right. Oh, great. We're playing Georgia Tech. Let's just, you know, the Clemson, Clemson rolls in, <laughs> they win by 70. It's like, why did we even play that game? You it's know, the best so- bet
0: I made all year with that, the first <laughs> half. Like, he, they covered in the first quarter, I think. But yeah. So if you're
1: that. like a Vandy and you lose every game by 30, you should take a step down for a year, mm-hmm. see if you can win on that level, and then come back and get back to it. I don't know. What do you think? You so think it
0: worked? I-, I think that's stupid. Um, okay. Mainly because <laughs> of this. Like, yeah. So. Um, like I'm not like, and I'm not no offense. College would be that, tough. You, College would be tough. Pros, but just said, there. is was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So it's like, that's all in that. You know what so I it, mean? Well, but, but pros would be different because, like, where would they What other league would they go to? The
1: minor leagues, like, if you're if you're in major it's league, just baseball, not a minor league. People, like the Pirates, who aren't even in the field
0: of team this yeah. year, or the Orioles, send them to the okay. so triple
1: A, okay? they play in the
0: lower division. That That, I would understand more from. And, and they, it's they, tough though it's tough i don't know with college football the reason why it doesn't make sense because it's not just like it, it could would it be fun it would have been fun in a year like this or if you have if you if you consistently had a spring season or like fcs did it and it was like something that was i don't want to say gimmicky but that was like a part of it that would be fun to watch for sure where it doesn't make sense for um i think most college athletics and, and college well is yeah vandy is, the, is one of the instances you brought up right vandy is terrible at football Vandy has the number one and number two overall prospect in baseball. They are the defending national champions from 2019 because they didn't have a 2020 season, and they're constantly one of the top teams in the country in, in baseball. um Pretty good basketball program. Like historically, they've been to uh, yep. one less uh Sweet 16 since the year 2000 than Michigan. So just
1: send their football team down. What's the big deal? But game?
0: so if you do that though, like then, like yeah, I mean, but what are you gonna do? Like then. That's, who are they gonna play? I, mean,
1: I, I know we're thinking outside the box here, but I'm just saying it could be interesting. <laughs> okay. It's more interesting than a Vandy Alabama game. I'll tell you
0: that much. That's fair. Um, I mean, maybe it could work because, like, also I guess to that point, there's like schools. Like, I remember like USC Upstate. That was in our our conference, like for baseball, like Division two, but they were somehow Division one in basketball. Like I don't, I don't know why you left. Right. Year there
1: was a... Yeah, like Georgetown basketball, and then it's like I don't think Georgetown has other sports. Maybe they do, but I know they're not Division school. one. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, next question. Okay, so the question I, I uh, brought up here, and um, it was from Michaelan Crabtree. What's the best and worst Disney Pixar movie? Let's not do the best. Let's just do the worst, because the best is so difficult. It's, it's something in the window from 92 to 95 with Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Lion King. I don't know yeah. which one for sure. Frozen's also fantastic. Aladdin, um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, remember, I remember I went to the Fox Theater to see Aladdin when I was like seven with my dad. And I was so stupid, I guess, because I was a kid. He was like, this is pretty cool, right? Like Fox theaters. And I was like, yeah, I can't believe it. they did all of this inside. Because if you've been to the Fox, it's got like this, like. I know, at the time, it seemed like it was like the scene from the movie. Like, it was, yeah, like, yeah, the sky. Yeah, they got like the yeah. weird sky on top of the. Yeah, I, I thought they did that just for that movie. And my dad was like, no, son, they didn't do this for Aladdin. Um, but I think the worst is Fan- Fantasia.
1: That is, I don't I hate to be, I that it, I agree with you. I, I don't. I can't you think anything that's worse. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna just for the sake of content, I was gonna come up with something different, but that is the worst Disney movie that'll exist.
0: It's so bad. Oh, sorry, also, sorry I'm glad that. that they've like they've done a better job of moving on from like like making the the deaths in those movies not as horrifying. Because like like Bambi, that was <laughs> awful, right? And that in Frozen you start the movie and they're like, by the way, like, yeah, we're going on a trip. We'll be back next week. Like, Don't do anything crazy kids. And then like, you see a wave come up. It's like, boom, parents are dead. Moving on. Like what, yeah. what just happened? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So here's one. That's a good one. Maybe people would want to know this, but Justin Lindsay asks, how do y'all know each other? And he also had a follow-up. What's the wildest story that's podcast appropriate that y'all have together? Uh, well, so I can answer the first one. Chris, you may be able to answer, I'll answer the one. other one. Uh, we know each other from a, a very good friend, mutual, obviously. Uh, Jason King, if you're listening, shout out to you, sir. Uh, you used to live with Jason in college. I went to high school with him. In his living and room. Yeah. yeah, at some point uh, we met through him. We were in his wedding together and that's kind of mm-hmm. where we, we bonded on his bachelor party uh, out
0: in Charleston. folly um, well, Beach, babe. Yeah. Wildest I don't know why I said babe. I meant to say baby, and, and now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I am too. You think you're uncomfortable? How do you guys know each other, babe? You tell the story. You tell the story, babe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> that's not what I meant. Uh, yeah, that's how we met. It's funny too, because like I, like I, I viewed us because I was immature and had a lot of issues in high or in college. But I was like, I didn't like you, but for zero reason. I was oh, like, because like, Jason would always tell me that I, I told you this before, right? Or you... I don't if this is the first time. <laughs> This is healthy to bring up now. Um, for some reason, I was just like, yeah, I don't like Tyler. Seems like a douchebag. And Jason's like, yeah, he's a pretty good guy. He's my best friend. And I'm like, well, I'm your best friend now. It was very, very weird, uh, possessive move by me. It ended up being an awesome guy. Um, and oh, <laughs> Jason so always brings that up. He's like, remember how you hated Tyler? I'm like, can you? Yes, I'm sorry. I hated myself. Um, uh, but yeah, we, we hit it off and had a lot in common, all that kind of stuff. So it started the podcast. The craziest story? You want me to tell this? Uh,
1: well, I could get into it. Uh, we used to have a former podcast, and and uh, we were recording one night. And uh, I guess at that point, maybe it was an ex at that point.
0: All That's right. A... So what <laughs> happened was, Tyler, I don't get Tyler and I had winning and Boozing. Uh, it was our old podcast, and um, we would record it. Like, like I lived in this basement apartment in Virginia Highlands. I think it's supposed to call them Terrace-level apartments, but that doesn't sound so You lived creepy. in someone's basement. I lived in this van and a basement, so um, I I had like met Allie. This was we're recording in September, and I remember this yep. because I had met Allie in, in May. We had been talking and and kind of started dating and like all that kind of stuff. Progressing, I had an ex that I, you guys were progressing to yeah, the next level. It's 2017. Yeah, I I had an ex that I we had broken up. We broke up. We were awful, like t- terribly toxic. She was the worst person, um, and. She like we broke up and got back together like a thousand different times, right? But we had broken up and she moved to New York, and we were definitely broken up in 2016. (laughs) Like, yeah, it was it had been a very long time. So she was coming to Atlanta and she had like I was like, okay. Like we were
1: we were like mid-podcast. For we sure. were at the
0: very end of the podcast. Yeah, Oh, that's and right. I was yeah, like, yeah. my ex is coming in town. Like, I don't know why she's telling me this. Like, you know, whatever. And and so and because she was being really nice and like wanted to see me, I was like, no, like I, you know, I'm recording the podcast. Whatever. Like, so we're recording the podcast. We're in the middle of the episode, right? And like where I was sitting, it was like in my living room. But it's like <laughs> you can see through my front door where the driveway is, and it's like this this hill. So you like you can't see who's in the driveway, right? They have to like you turn this see, corner. Can see the lights. You could hear what was happening. And all of a sudden, like, I hear like a car park. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I just had this sinking feeling. And we're in the middle of recording. You can still hear this this episode. It's still oh, available. Yeah. It was
1: because like, I was for, for everyone that's listening, I used to edit the podcast. And I was like, there's no way I'm taking this out. There's no, no
0: way I'm taking this out. So, so. Like this car comes, you hear a car coming. I was like, "Hold on, hold on," and I got like real nervous. Yeah, yep.
1: And and it was almost like someone's going to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> you were
0: well, like, "Oh, that's, my, that's, god, that's what oh was my god, that's what's happening." To be honest, and, and so you got,
1: your voice got real. You're like, "Oh my god, hey, shh, shh, shh. hey,
0: yeah." Oh like that god, was gonna oh do anything and you you <laughs> were being a, a total dick about it. And you go, I was laughing. "What if it's your ex? What if it's your ex?" And I go, "Shut the fuck up." And sure enough, it was. And she oh, showed up. She like, walked right in on the door. Yeah, and and I was like. Like It was very awkward. You could hear all of this <laughs> happened and still on that episode. i have to bring that up. But um, yeah, it was a crazy...
1: I heard y'all's crazy, whole conversation too because I just awful. kept recording. and The microphone so, was so on. She had
0: found out about Allie. She's like, are you dating someone? I was like, yes. We haven't broken up <laughs> for a year. And I guess she's like, is it this blonde girl? And she like... So Allie is like a super private person on social media and a very professional person. So she's just not on any of that stuff. It's like, I am engaged to marry her. I couldn't find these pictures that, that my ex brought up to me. She was like, is this her? And I'm like, what the, where did you, it's like from inside her house or some shit. Um, and, and the worst part was, is I was going to visit Ali the next day. So it was this crazy, awful podcast. And I remember like the, there was a whole situation and the cops were called and I had to go out to LA the next day and I didn't really sleep the night before and Allie was like, you seem tired. And I was like, Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> listen, yeah. listen to the podcast. That so fun. that is the wildest story, I think, probably. from.
1: All right. Last thing, uncensored uh, moment Go. of the week. Uh, so head coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers, Neil Brown. Uh, look, college coaches all the time. It's almost talked about ad nauseum. Stick to the process, right? You always want to make sure you stick to the process. Get a routine well, going. Well, my man, Coach Neil Brown, he... <laughs> has the process down to a T he's got three kids okay and he's had all three kids over a seven year period in the same exact week (laughs) (laughs) and and that that week is in between national signing day and before spring practice starts my man has three kids Born February. Let me see if I can get the, the dates right yeah, here. Get,
0: get, when are they? February
1: 15th. He's got a fifteen year, a 13-year-old that was born on February 15th, a 10-year-old that was born on February 16th, and a six-year-old that was born on February 18th. All in the same week, my man knows how to stick to the process. It's not Shark Week, folks. It's Sex Week. <laughs> and he is so, ready.
0: When is Sex Week? Because like now I'm uncomfortable, but I kind of also want to know... Like whatever, well, ten months would be ahead of this.
1: It's kind of weird because you know a lot of people actually struggle to have kids, and my man mm. can dial it down to the exact week <laughs> he wants to get pregnant. I mean, hey, shout out to Neil Brown, coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers. Maybe we can get him on the podcast one day to talk about it. Stick to Not the process. Sex week we can't sex mean.
0: week. Yeah. Hey, look, that is that is ridiculous. <laughs> that like we got to figure out what like it it can't be. It's obviously in April, right? Like I mean. This is something that is like when you first brought up sex week in the notes, because I woke up to a text that just said sex week with the All song. Caps. I was like, okay. All yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, babe, no. So um, no, but like when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is this is really good. Because but I thought it was like I was I was assuming they were waiting until after the season, right? Like, like the, then to have the kids, but no, he's too smart for that because then if you wait until now you would be having a kid right. in like December or, or exactly. November or something like that. So he has planned out so far ahead. If, are these kids real? Like, I mean, for real, like, are they, like they're not like, it, I, it's possible. It
1: doesn't seem like that would be a likely scenario, but maybe you, that they're, <sighs> so that they're not gifts. real.
0: You, like, you know, he's going to have like one other kid that's going to have like a July seventh birthday, like eight years from now. And it's like, no, you were on purpose. Totally.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Hey, shout out Neil Brown, uncensored moment of the week, my man sex week. All three of his kids had a birthday last week. So shout out to you, sir.
0: All right. Uh, We hope all of you have a a fantastic week. Hopefully it's next week for you, I guess. I don't know. Um, And make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast, College Football Uncensored. Leave a five-star review. um, Go subscribe.
1: uh, New feed. Yep. College Football Uncensored. Go subscribe. Yeah. And give us a five-star review while you're at it.
0: But definitely subscribe more than anything. And then um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll just say, like it's, the, it's still the off season. We were lucky that we were able to bring up so many things about Ed Edward Watson. Um <laughs> university. I think we're getting experience. things confused at this point. <laughs> yeah, Edward Waters, so it, Desmond Waters, Edward Waters. I haven't said a name right this entire fucking episode. Um, you know, Tim Tabo, one month Tim Tabo. <laughs> um, no, but send us anything you guys want to talk about, like the like topics in the off season, all that kind of stuff. We would love to hear from you all. And uh and until next week, I'm Chris Marler. How check it out hey man
1: thanks and five star reviews go subscribe thanks for listening